Welcome to GoPro, a podcast dedicated to giving athletes the tools to transition, transform, and achieve their greater purpose in life. Get ready to go pro. Hey y'all, welcome back to GoPro. This is your host speaking, Nate Brown. I'm so thrilled to be back on the air with you all. And I have some exciting, but also sad news that this is the season finale of season one of GoPro. So all my listeners out there, Thank you so much for embarking on this journey with me and some of our outstanding guests for the last seven months for 20 episodes. You all have accepted the invitation to learn, grow, and transition, and I can't wait to hit the drawing board and come back 10 times harder for season two in 2021. With that being said, it's only right we go out with a bang, and we have such a phenomenal guest on the show today. Get this, he's a former college basketball player who is now the CEO of a neurotechnology company headquartered in Kansas City, Missouri. His company leverages the power of neuroscience to strengthen the minds of young people and develop influential leaders. Please give a warm welcome to Cody Isabel. Hello, thanks for having me on, brother. Yeah, man, thank you for uh, for taking the time out of your schedule. We uh, I remember when we talked over the phone last week, I was completely blown away by your story from college basketball player to now CEO. I want to make sure I give you some time to uh, to tell our listeners a little bit about your journey and what events led you to where you are today. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, I, uh, yeah, like you mentioned, I played basketball um, up in Iowa, <laughs> much colder than Kansas City, um, and I studied neuroscience there, so that's kind of where I got some of my love for the brain. Um, and then after that, I went into working with a consultant firm called Sandler Training, um, kind of ran a franchise there for a while, got to a point where it, that felt a little bit more like a box, and they weren't necessarily um, innovating technologically or towards younger people um, in a way that I thought that they could be Um, and so um, that being said I kind of was like all right well I'll just start my own company um, to do that and so that's kind of where I'm at today getting to run and work with CBA combined with a a technology company to finally come to CBA Neurotech Um, so the original my when I left Sandler actually I I was conceived believe achieve LLC and then my co-founder her name is Gwen she owned a tech company and we had similar visions for the future as far as kind of how the biological brain on the neuro side and the technological world will kind of come together. Um, and so we're like, oh, we should, we should put our businesses together. And so um, that's kind of where CBA, Conceive, Believe, Achieve, Neurotech comes from. Um, and so that's where we're at today. We've been up and running for a few months now. So <laughs> it's a joy to, be, joy to be on and talk some more with you. Wow, that's awesome, man. And I mean, it's crazy how things just kind of work together. But I remember we were talking sports for a little while and you had mentioned some adversity kind of, I wouldn't say was the catalyst in in what intrigued you about the brain so much, but I know it definitely played a big part. So could you kind of tell us about maybe some of the adversity that you faced and how that played a part in, uh, in you starting up your own business? For sure, yeah, no, 100%. So the uh, the biggest thing for us, or for me, I mean, in college was I got four concussions. And having a injury like a concussion is so 
interesting because you don't have a brace, you don't have a cast, you don't have crutches. Yeah. You, you, you look completely fine. And so it's a very much a very different uh, mental game, I would say, or mental injury almost, um, because it's all internal. And it was one of the first times that that voice that was inside my head really started to uh, flip around from this <laughs> nice, happy thing to, oh, yeah, dude, you're not good enough. You can't do this. You're, you shouldn't be here. You never should have played anyways. Like all of these negative thoughts and negative things that started to eat away at me. And that that memory and learning that really kind of spurred me into understanding what is this voice? What's going on with that from a neurological perspective, like the, the physical brain pieces that cause that. Um, and then putting that into today, um, conceive, we, we have a process that we teach an operating system, ICBA and the B in ICBA stands for belief and believe, which is your mindset and your, your mental fitness, mental toughness, whatever you want to call it. But really, once you get outside of the box and you're doing things differently than others, your peers, other people believe you should be, um, society, whoever it is, you're going to have a lot of rocks thrown at you. Um, and if you don't have a way to, when those rocks hit you in the face, redirect that pain and change it and re reframe what it is, or take a moment, and not many people do this, but the rock hits you in the face, look down between your feet, pick that rock up and look at the golden nugget that they actually threw it at you for you to learn from. Like if, if you can do that, yeah. um, it's a lot different and that's huge. And so that internal talk that kind of started when I, I got more familiar with when I got that, my, my concussions in college, um, that really has been, I just started to realize that 48% of 18 to 26 year olds are depressed or anxious. Like there are so many uh, things that eat away at people's internal talk that really just screws them. And I just, I was like, holy crap. So it kind of opened my eyes and really helped me realize this group of people needs help. <laughs> um, and they can win this battle and they can have agency over that, over that voice. Um, and so that, that a hundred percent was a initial inspiration for sure. Wow. That's such an extraordinary perspective on your adversity and in the mind. And you said something that really stuck out to me about the the internal talk and i believe the biggest competitor we face in life is the one we see in the mirror ourselves and so cartoons depict our, our conscious mind as two parts you know you got the angel and the demon well i want to ask you what's your take on the conscious mind and self-talk etc oh my gosh this is one of my favorite topics uh, <laughs> so when you think of uh self self-talk is huge to me i just i just even put up a video about this but um there's the neurological perspective, and then there's kind of the um, understanding literally what those things are, where they derive from. Um, but that self-talk that you start to understand, um, the first thing is you really understanding where does it come from, and your brain really does five things that kind of get you to that point. So you sense things, like you have sensory information coming in, like your traditional senses, um, your body's taking in its external environment and, and you're just getting bombarded with sense information all day, every day. You make, there's perception, right? So sense is perception, like figuring out, making meaning from those senses. Um, so to some people, um, smelling a banana, they perceive that as awesome. Other people are allergic to bananas. And so you can imagine how they perceive a banana. Oh crap, I could die. Yeah. Very different perception <laughs> for the same sense. Um, and then the next three are the most important. So senses, perceptions, feelings, thoughts, and actions. Um, those are the next, the, the most important three things your brain does, if you ask me. And so when you think about that internal talk, it that talk, it can be changed. Um, understanding that feelings and thoughts 
are going back and forth. If you are feeling sick, then your thoughts are, I'm sick, I don't feel good, I can't do this, I'm, I can't go to work, whatever it is, those are your thoughts. And vice versa, if your thoughts are saying, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, whatever, then you feel, oh, I feel crappy, I feel puny, I feel anxious, I feel depressed, same thing. And the fun part is um, for either of those, action, which is the most important and the most important for self-talk is if you only ever talk to yourself and never take action in the real world, nothing happens. And that's just a fact. Um, If you can take action and your language is an action, get it out of your head, that is an action. (laughs) But those actions can change and flip around that fear and anxiety. And so if you, the fear, whatever the thoughts or feelings are. And so if you can understand that that feeling and thought loop that you get into in your head, that internal talk, I'm like, I can't do this. I'm not good enough. I feel bad. I can't. And you like, that is a loop that is that everyone has. And that that internal conversation is a neurological phenomenon that you have agency over. You get to control this. <laughs> I promise. Um, by taking actions and forcing different thoughts. Um, those are huge. And then your body budget too. Like what, how did you sleep? How did you eat? What, what's your nutrition? Are you hydrated? Like understanding that your body needs fuel to run and your brain is the most expensive organ in your entire body as far as energy towards. So making sure that those things are in line would be one of the biggest things as far as understanding that self-talk. And then when you start looking at like growth mindset too, there's a lot of talk about that growth or fixed mindset or whatever. um, And people don't realize how self-talk ties into that. But this is something actually Navy SEALs are taught, uh, which is really freaking cool is that a growth mindset is really just positive self-talk. And so when you are doing something that really sucks, you and I, right, we're athletes. Like we understand that there was times in preseason, for me it was preseason, we had to run 25 gut busters, which were like down and back, half court and back, full court, all that stuff. Oh man. Um, 26 of them (laughs) on our last day. Are you kidding me, bro? I thought I was gonna die. My brain was telling me, dude, halt the show, stop it. We need to drink, we need to eat, we need to get out of here, what's happening? Right, but if you can, if, and you may have had this experience, but one senior cracks a joke and you start to laugh and all of a sudden you completely forget of everything else. Well, that joke released dopamine into your brain and that, that dopamine hit decreases norepinephrine in your head, which is that norepinephrine is what makes you feel like I need to stop doing this. Dopamine helps you keep doing it. And so the joke that someone cracks help you, but you can do it yourself. You're like, oh dude, I'm on number 25, I'm not done yet, but I've only got one more, I can get this done. Or do, for me it's emails, I hate going through my emails. It, it feels like I have to mentally prepare myself to go through and do that detailed of a work. And I'll sit there, I'm like, bro, I haven't finished all my emails yet, but I got three of them done, I, I'm almost there, keep freaking going, good work, dude, hyping myself up. That self-talk de- releases chemically dopamine in your head. Right? That's how much control you have over that, the, the self-talk and your feelings and thoughts that are in your head. You have direct control, autonomic control of those things. Um, and so I, I love talking about the, the voice because you own it, bro. Own your outcomes, own your voice. Like You have agency over it. Wow. you, uh, Man, I feel like I need a pen and paper because you really just provided some great <laughs> insight. And I feel like we could talk all day about this, <laughs> this particular subject in itself. Oh, I could. Um, <laughs> But one one question that I have to ask you, okay, so COVID has definitely allowed all of us to get to know ourselves a little bit more intimately, which, you know, some people like to be alone. But for me, if I'm alone too long, especially in the early stages of COVID, so three, four days at a time, wouldn't see another human being. 
And I started to notice um, more than anything my habits. So good, bad, and different habits. So what's your take on the power of habits from a neurological, psychological, psychological standpoint? And how can we make habits, break habits, and create new ones from old ones? For sure, yeah. Behavioral change. This is this is a really fun topic. Um, habits, for me, I feel like a lot of people attack them. Like I want to start doing this thing or whatever. They observe someone doing a habit that they want, like a five a.m. morning routine. That's a pretty common one. Um, they want to start doing that, and so they start to just do the habit. They just do the thing, a thing, right? But they don't tie anything to it. It's just an arbitrary habit that they want to. Um, that they want to do or whatever for no reason really. And that's really hard for your brain to wrap itself around. And so if you can tie a habit to an identity, that is so much more powerful. If you can become something through that habit, now you've reframed in your mind why you're doing the habit. Instead of, oh, I gotta get up at 5 a.m. And it's like, oh no, I am becoming a um, Navy SEAL, right? That's different. That's why you're getting up at um, 5 a.m. Right. So you give yourself when you give you you choose to become something through your habits. You automatically fuel yourself with the why. Wow. If you just assign a habit and a date and time to do it, now it's like you've you've given yourself a what. It's so undermotivating to your brain. It is your brain wants to become things. It doesn't want to just sit there and be be like a taskmaster, like do this thing. Your brain's like, well, why? And if you don't answer that why, your brain's not going to spend energy on that activity, right? It's going to get to, you're going to creatively avoid it and like, oh, I'll just snooze one more time and it's 6.30, right? And you've wasted all your time. But if you are becoming a Navy SEAL, would a Navy SEAL hit the snooze button? No. A Navy SEAL doesn't have a freaking alarm. He wakes up at 5 a.m. when it turns 5 a.m. in his internal clock, right? Now... Even just talking about it, you can hear how much more motivated I am to just even thinking about it. Yeah. So um, a habit without an identity is, in my opinion, probably a waste of time. Um, really, really focus on creating a why. And there's nothing better to stir a why than an identity that you want to become. Like, what are you becoming because of that, the, that habit? And then understanding that the, the consistency of that habit then you can start to tie the consistency of habits because it doesn't, you can't brush your teeth once and have nice teeth, right? You've got to consistently do it. Um, and so you can tie the consistent repetition of that habit to that identity creation. And now it's like, oh, I'm on the path to become X. That's motivating. Um, and that's a habit that I promise you'll keep. Man, you got me ready to run through a brick wall. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man, let's do it together. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was so inspirational just to take on habit and how the why the why is the kind of the most important factor and how we can literally change the wiring of our mindset and look at things with a new perspective and have a new appreciation for not only the things in our life but the people as well so i, I thought that that take was amazing yeah 100 percent. well and the other i mean that's the other thing too is like how long does this take like 63 days i, I can tell you emphatically neurologically that's where we're at like and I know there's all 21 days and all this kind of stuff, but if you look at it, um, when you say there are, you're rewiring, you quite literally are. Um, and understanding that you are unwiring and destroying old habits, which is painful, that's why it sucks, and understanding that you, there are brain cells that are dying in your head, which is okay, they can reform. Um, but when cells die, like when you get a cut on your arm, it hurts. Or when you burn yourself, it hurts. 
Same thing in your brain. That's why it sucks to cut and, and get away from habits and understanding that that's what's happening neurologically and that if you get through the suck and push through some of that pain, the pleasure of laying down the new habit and laying down the new neural pathways is so much, is so much, much, much better. It's just the pain hurts. So don't let that initial pain barrier kind of prevent you. Understand, oh, my brain is, re, is, is rewiring itself. No wonder it hurts a little bit. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to get through this and release some dopamine in your head. <laughs> like we just talked about with that self-talk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that's great advice because I think some people, you know, forget that when you go to the gym and, and you lift up weight, you know what I'm saying? You feel sore and you still don't see the benefits the next day. It takes about a week of you consistently staying committed to that that rigorous exercise before you really start to see those results. No, I love that. A hundred thousand percent. Great analogy. Yeah. On, on our call, you mentioned one of your favorite books was eight ways to retrain your mind to optimize performance at work and in life by Dr. Jason Selk. T talk to me. Tell me what your biggest takeaways from from that piece of work was. That book, which is SparkNote version is uh, Organized Tomorrow Today, OTT is on my Mount Rushmore. Like <laughs> I read this question before and I was like, holy crap, every single word in that book is valuable. Really? <laughs> but 100% the, oh my gosh, dude, yes. I have so many notes in that book, it's not even funny. But the Organized Tomorrow Today, that process um, of your three most and one must has altered the course of my entire life and career. Like that is the one I would pick if I had to. And so the basic concept of it, it's beautiful flow here because this is habit, right? Creating habits, but it's really taking a gander uh, the night before, organize tomorrow today. So looking at your calendar or what you've got to get done tomorrow and figuring out what are the three most important things for me to get done and what's the one thing I must get done. And so when you think about what's that identity that you're becoming and then you figure out, okay, what are the three most important things to become that, that I need to accomplish tomorrow? And what's the one thing that I must get done tomorrow to become that? And answer that the night before. It, I mean, it doesn't take it, but five, 10 minutes maybe. And just outline that and then do them first. Do them first. Figure out in your day, put it on your calendar, whatever your process is, do those three most important things first. And you will slowly but surely, I mean, if you, I don't know how, I mean, I work most days besides Sunday, so that's six for me, right? That's three things yeah. times six, right? Even if you do it times five, that's 15 things that you etch towards. Um, whether If you're sales, you can break down number of sales calls. Like you can do, there's so many ways you can break this up, but three most, one must. Um, and it's, we, my team at CBA, literally every single day, we assign accountability partners every week and we send each other our three most, one must every night. We check in it and it's just a quick text. It's just a text. It's so simple. Um, and we, we text each other at night. Did you get your three most, one must done today? Perfect. And we know that if we do, we're etching towards slowly but surely um, what we're trying to accomplish. So that would be my biggest takeaway from that one for sure. Man. I do it every single day. That's huge, man. I, I did a uh, did an episode, a podcast earlier on called One Percent, and how do you move move the ticker one percent each and every day? And yes. I feel like everything you just said encompassed that entire episode in in what thirty seconds. So right, dude, that's exactly the concept. <laughs> 
I'll definitely have to check that out. Um, well, before I move on, what uh, just give me a list, maybe two or three other podcast books, maybe people that that have made an impact on your life. For sure. So the uh, Just Listen by Dr. Mark Goldstein, um, another life changer. I, like another one is on my my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> yeah. Um, without a doubt, love that. There's one by uh, Jim Quick called Limitless. That is again understanding your brain at a whole nother level. The uh, Entrepreneurship Roller Coaster by Darian Hardy, another one that just, he drills it. Like every issue you could possibly have, you it's there. And then the last one I would say would be uh, The Road Less Stupid, um, which is by Keith Cunningham. And it is hilarious how spot on this dude is. Um, <laughs> but he talks about, his biggest concept is, is thinking time. And he talks about like some of the biggest, it's satirical almost, how funny he is, but how true and real world the examples he gives are. And it's like the blueprint you need if you are gonna lead a team, run a company, like it's like the Bible of CEOs. He tells you even in the, he's like, this is how to read the book. Go to the issue that you have. The chapters are outlined by problems he's had across his entire career. (laughs) It's three or four pages. And he's like, here's exactly what I did. Here's exactly probably how you feel. And here's exactly how the people are reacting around you. Do these five things. I'm like, dude, are you kidding me? So the road less stupid, like avoid like so many landmines by reading that book. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely think I could take a page out of the road less stupid because I've made a bunch of dumb decisions in my <laughs> in my day and, and i like Me the, too, the landscape Me too. <laughs> <laughs> just the landscape too just make it practical man i don't need a harry potter novel with a thousand words on the page tell me what you did tell me the problem tell me how you fixed it so that's awesome man thank you oh and then podcast uh tom bailu would be okay. impact theory would be a really really good one if 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 you're looking for podcast uh it's it's freaking amazing i love impact theory awesome awesome Um, Well, Cody, I just want to thank you once again for coming on the GoPro podcast. You're a remarkable human being, and I can already tell you're destined for greatness and doing some great things right now. I want to give you the chance to uh, to maybe tell our listeners where they can find you um, or find find out more about CBA Neurotech. For sure. Yeah. The uh, the best one of the best places to follow is my LinkedIn, my personal LinkedIn, um, which is literally just uh, LinkedIn dot com slash my name cody isabel yeah um cba neurotech.io is our website um if you want to check that out as well um and then any social media that i'm on it's just cody dot isabel or cody isabel um some variation of my just my name i like to keep it simple yeah (laughs) um linkedin (laughs) is where i post a lot of uh like content content stuff uh twitter's a little bit more informal tiktok i put uh quick just brain hacks really quick one hitters um, really fast intelligence um, in a couple of seconds um, that you can apply really, really fast. Um, and then the student podcast is a really good way to kind of get involved with some of the people I'm talking with as well. Um, so those would be some of the best places to hit me at. Well, like I said, thanks again, Cody, for uh, for taking time out your schedule to come with us on the GoPro podcast. For our listeners, I will see you guys in 2021. Thanks again so much for tuning in week in and week out. This has been another episode of GoPro. I'm your host, Nate Brown. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for listening to the GoPro podcast with your host, Nate Brown. 
feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or Spotify.